Welcome back to another episode of the Clay Podcast. My name is Justin, and today we get to dive into a little bit of a spicy topic for you. And it's going to sit, eh, honestly, it's going to sit how it's going to sit with you. I hope that it makes you uncomfortable. I hope that it uh, makes you think. I hope that it makes you uh, question uh, your own uh, ambitions, your own motives, your own desires in life. I hope that uh, this topic today, uh, I hope it... I hope it causes conversation for you. That's actually the whole point of this podcast, Creatively Leading, Always Yearning. Uh, this is the podcast for men to get together, to talk, to have conversations, to challenge one another, to push one another, to uh, get into the word, to be courageous leaders, to actually uh, look at challenging topics and uh, talk about them and decide if there's a, a stance or a side that you need to take and, and then move and then have action behind uh, those things, uh, actually taking action is uh, part of uh, why we need to be courageous. Men that are not courageous are men that are not going to take action. They're just going to kind of sit. They're going to watch the world pass them by. There's going to be opportunities to stand in the gap. There's going to be opportunities to stand for your faith. There's going to be opportunities to stand for your families, for your wives, for your future spouses, for uh, those that uh, you get to interact with on a day-to-day basis. There's going to be opportunities to uh, stand up for what you believe in, to uh, put your uh, comfort aside and step into potentially potentially problems. I know. Why would we why would we want problems? Well, it's not so much that we want problems, it's that uh, having uh, problems and having challenges and having adversity in our lives is is part of well, that's part of life, man. That's part of life. And if you don't have adversity, if you aren't feeling tension, if you aren't feeling friction in your life, then my question to you is, are you really living? Are you really living? Are you really engaged in life? And this comes from this comes from the heart, guys. Uh, Proverbs 17, 17, uh, B, the second part of it. Uh, a friend is born to love at all times, but a brother is born for adversity. We're going to go through adversities. We're going to uh, have uh, struggles. It's part of life, and it, and it should be part of life. In fact, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to have uh, struggles that you can work through, if you uh, think about it in the right way. And I mentioned before that uh, you may not be living, you may not be engaged in life if you're not having uh, some struggles here and there, some challenges, some friction. If you're not having conversations with your brothers in Christ that that push you, that make you want to get into the Word more, that make you want to yearn, that always yearning, that second part of clay there, courageously leading, always yearning. If you're not having conversations with your brothers. Uh, with other men of the faith who make you yearn for more Jesus, who make you want to turn to the word and dive into what God is saying, then you're probably not living. You're probably passively letting life go by you. You're probably wasting your life. That's the reality of it. And that's where I hope that you're squirming in your seat right now. I hope that you are reflective. I hope that you're thinking about the life that you're living. And I hope that this comes across as a brutal, in-your-face challenge to you. Paul said in uh, Philippians, to his letter, letter, to the, letter to the church of Philippi, uh, to the Philippians, uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 21, for to me, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. I, I love that passage. I, I love the whole book, uh, to be honest. That's, that's one of my favorite letters. I, I love, actually, honestly, I, I, I mean, it's going to sound super cliche here, but uh, I actually I really I really enjoy reading uh, the, the the Bible. Uh, that that is something that has uh, grown in my life exponentially. Uh, but I am uh, consistently drawn to uh, the letters to the churches specifically uh, that that Paul wrote in in that. 
I think that it's uh, it's super encouraging. I love seeing how he uh, teaches the churches how to think, not just what to think. It's not just, hey, do this, do this, do this, do that. But hey, by the way, this stuff is going to continue to happen. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have people within your church and your congregation that are going to want to do things their way, not God's way. That are going to want to uh, twist the words. That are going to want to make it fit how they feel, who make themselves happy to satisfy uh, their flesh. And that's the uh, that's that's the problem here, everybody, is that we're trying to satisfy the flesh and we should be satisfying uh, God. We should find ourselves most satisfied uh, in him of, of all things. Uh, John Piper says it this way, uh, and I'm, I'm slightly paraphrasing. There's, there's more context here, but uh, uh, God is most satisfied in us when we are most satisfied in him. And, and that's, not, that's not a far stretch. And so when we look at this, uh, this phrase here, Philippians 1.21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. What is Paul saying there? Well, you've heard it before. In fact, you've probably quoted it. Some of you have this uh, reference tattooed on your body. Some of you guys might have the whole verse tattooed. Uh, you probably had it uh, written in a journal at one point. Maybe you have a sticker. Maybe it's a bumper sticker. Maybe it's a nice sign on your wall uh, or, or in your, your bathroom at home or wherever everybody else is going to see it so that you can uh, uh, sim- uh, symbolize the fact that uh, you believe in Jesus and that for you, living is, uh, is about Christ. And you know what? If I die, I'm going to heaven, so it's all good anyway. And that's great. That's, I mean, that's, that's wonderful. I think that's a beautiful sentiment, but I think that many of us are lying to ourselves. I think in this, this passage here, part of what we're missing is the fact that uh, living is Christ and to die is gain. But the truth is most Christians out there uh, would be happy to die for their faith. They would say, yes, I will die for my faith. Absolutely. I'll raise my hand if it comes down to it and I have to choose between denying my faith or death. I'm going to choose death. And yet we'll deny our faith day in and day out. We'll choose other things over our faith day in and day out. We'll choose comfort. We'll choose complacency. We'll choose passivity day in and day out. Opportunity after opportunity. Why? It's the path of least resistance. It's the most comfortable. It brings on the least amount of friction to just blend into the world around us, to fit in, to be comfortable. You see, I think, I think it goes this way. Long is the list of Christians willing to die for their faith. At least they'll say so. But short is the list of Christians willing to live for their faith. I'm going to say that again. Long is the list of Christians. You know what? I'll direct it at us men. Long is the list of men willing to die for their faith. Short is the list of men willing to truly live. Let that sink in for you, man. Man, wherever you're at, let that sink in for you. Let that sink in. Let that wash over you and, and listen loud and clear. I'm not saying I've got to figure it out. In fact, I don't. That's part of why this podcast came into existence. It's because I don't have it figured out. And I realize that many of us men don't have it figured out. And that's why I've encouraged and I will continue to encourage accountability and doing life together. Treating life as though we're going to battle together. Because the reality is most of us would rather choose the easy way out the easy path, the path of least resistance, because it is the most comfortable. It is the easiest. That's, that's a, bit, a bit natural. It's, it's part of what we have been raised to do. It's part of the way the world raises us to think. Look for the path of least resistance. Work smarter, not harder, right? And I believe that that's, 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 that's true in many cases. But how about work smarter and work harder? 
How about work smarter and put in the effort, put forth the effort, get outside your comfort zone and do something uh, beyond yourself on a day-to-day basis. We have plenty of examples in the world of how to do just good enough, how to make people happy, how to get along, how to fit in. We have plenty of examples of that. But how many examples do we truly have of men willing to stand up for their faith, willing to stand up for what they believe in, and actually live that out with action? So often when it comes down to it, you'll, you'll choose between your own life and your own self-preservation rather than standing up for what you say you believe in. You remove your platform when you do this. You remove uh, much of your influence and your integrity is in question when you go against what you say you believe and your actions show something different. Or when you change your actions, what they should be, to mold it to fit what you feel like is the best, uh, best, uh, best option when it comes to resistance, as opposed to uh, facing the more difficult option or the most difficult solution, the thing that you don't want to do that you know that you should do. Paul was also very clear about that. What I want to do, I do not do. Yet what I uh, don't want to do, I do. Why is this? Why is it that we all struggle with that? Because we've all fallen short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23, and we all are in need of a Savior. All of us, myself, you, all of us men, we're all in need of that Savior. We're all in need of this accountability. We're all in need of one another as we do life together, as we work through life together, as we stand in the gap for our families, as we stand up for what truth is. Instead of just uh, yanking our kids out of public school, instead of just uh, moving and getting away from uh, where maybe our beliefs or our faith is not as welcome, we stay. We've, we stand up, we fight. And I'm not telling you if you've done any of those things that you did the wrong thing. Everybody has to do what they believe God has called them to do. Those are just a couple of examples of areas where uh, the path of least resistance, it might be the best for us in that moment, but it may not be the truthful and the right decision. Perhaps it's pull your kids out of school, but get involved in your board meetings. Maybe it is running for office. Maybe it is getting involved in the political hemisphere instead of just sitting and complaining about it. Maybe it goes even beyond that. Maybe maybe you have an opportunity in your workplace to actually speak up against uh, HR's policies and things that are being uh, driven down and pushed down uh, everybody's throat because nobody's willing to stand up and say, actually, I don't agree with that, and here's why. Here's my testimony. Here's my story. Here's what Jesus has done in my life, and this is why I don't believe in these things. Or maybe it's just grabbing a neighbor and inviting them over for dinner. You see, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it's probably going to be uncomfortable. The thing that you know that you should do is probably going to take you outside of your comfort zone. It's probably going to feel a bit abnormal. But as men, courageously leading and always yearning for him, we can make the abnormal normal for ourselves. When we show up at church on Sunday morning, we should be uh, grabbing our brothers and and sisters and updating them on the conversations that we had the week prior, the people that we're praying for, the people that we're in relationship with, the people that we are contending for, the people who we yearn to see them know Jesus the way that we do. This is what our conversations should be with one another. This is 
what it means to be part of the church, to be part of the bride. As we courageously lead in our lives, yearning for more Jesus, we will find ourselves having more and more opportunities to testify to what he has done in our lives, to what he can do in the lives of others. And it's not about what he can do for you. It's about what he's already done. He's already paid the price. For those unworthy, the ultimate price, it's already been paid. It's already been paid. And so when you say that you, you, that you would die for your faith, I believe that. I do. I do. I hope that you don't ever have to make that decision. But my question is, will you live for your faith? Will you live it where God has you right now? In the place that he has you right now, will you live for your faith? Will you live for Jesus? Will you? When you look at your kids, what do you see? Are you going to battle for your kids? Are you fighting for their souls? How about your wife? Are you fighting for her soul? Those of you that are not married, are you praying for your future wife? Those of you that are, are you praying for your wife today? Are you fighting for her? Are you contending? Those that just drive you crazy, the people that you don't like to talk about, the people that, in fact, not that you don't like to talk about them, you like to talk about them too much because you like to talk about what they don't believe or that they're wrong or that they don't believe the right thing, and you like to talk about them and let it take up so much emotional energy, drives you absolutely crazy. I do this too. I'm hinting at the left side, right side things. Are you praying for them? Are you praying for the politicians that you despise? Oh, I know. That's a difficult thing to do. I struggle with it myself. There are people in office that I wish were not in office. But I do want them to know Jesus too, right? Right? Are you praying for them? Will you join me in praying for them? There are so many opportunities that we let pass by because we choose comfort. We choose the easy way. We choose to not get uncomfortable and expose ourselves to maybe uh, saying something silly or maybe uh, being a little bit wrong or maybe even uh, just coming across the wrong way because we're afraid of how it's going to be received because we're afraid that we might offend somebody. Man, that's ridiculous. Think about it. Think about it. I'm sorry I didn't tell you about Jesus when I had the opportunity to do so. I was too afraid that I might offend you. And now you're dead. Suffering eternal separation from God. Because I didn't say anything. Because I didn't want to offend you. My bad. What is it? What is it that you need to do today? Who is it that you need to call? Who is it that you should be praying for? What do we need to repent from? Repent of? Where do we need to ask for forgiveness? Where are we getting distracted? What is it that has moved into that priority one spot in your life? Are we living? Are we living for Christ? Are we living for Him? Are you willing to live for Him? Those are my questions for you today. Enjoy talking about this with another brother. 
or two or three, uh, share this message, share this episode. That's the only way this podcast grows. That's the only way this message grows is if uh, you press that share button and you pass it along. Gentlemen, I, I love you guys. Everybody that is hearing this right now know that uh, I, I love you and I'm praying for you as a listener of the Clay Podcast. And I hope that you will continue to join me in this mission of calling out the best in men, the best that, uh, that God has created in you. That's the best that I'm talking about. Let's step up. Let's be the men that God has called us to be. It's not easy. It's, never, it's not going to be easy. It wasn't supposed to be easy. Does the, the honestly go back to Genesis? Read read what God tells Adam is is, is his mission. The, the very the, the very first man that we to read about in Scripture. It, does that sound easy to you? It's not supposed to be easy. Get rid of your drugs. Get rid of your distractions. Get rid of them. Let's be men that are always yearning for more Jesus. Next time you pick up your phone to play that stupid game. A stupid app that's just attracting you and distracting you from what is going on right in front of you. Delete it. Hear my voice. Delete it. Get rid of these distractions. It's garbage. It's garbage. Get rid of it and let's start yearning for more Jesus in our life. Put your Bible, put your Bible app in the place of that app location. Come on, man. Get after it. Get a plan. Get going. Don't waste your life. Let's pay attention to live as Christ. What does that mean to you? What does that mean? Catch you guys on the next episode.